Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFW Show podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And as always, guys, before we get into our episode tonight, which is going to be a great movie review episode about Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. So excited. From 1990. We are going to have a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Oh, wow, it didn't even come out. There we go. There we go. There it is. Um, well, may, may the 4th be with all of you. May the 4th. It is officially May the 4th. Um, Tomorrow is Revenge of the 5th. It is. It's also Cinco de Mayo, but you know. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, I don't really ever pay I'm attention like, I never to that. I pay attention to that. I'm me like, either. I'm like, it's, okay, cool. uh, it's uh, Revenge of the 5th, right? Revenge of the 5th. Um, all right, guys, so um, I know I haven't posted a lot on the socials. Apologies, a lot's been going on, but there will be a new scent coming soon. Um, so please be on the lookout for that. Uh, that will be officially on the shop next week. Um, so just to give everybody an update, and I will have all of that posted. So the new scent will be announced the end of this week. It will appear on the Etsy shop next week. Also next week, I will have more info posted um, for the workshop market that Calm Your Body Down will be involved in this July. I will have more of that information posted if you're in the Cincinnati area, if you'd like to come out to that. Um, so yeah, two big things. Uh, look out for the new scent for sale next week and more info about the market this summer. So um, Calm Your Body Down everywhere, Etsy. Uh, free shipping on everything in the U.S. Um, and TikTok and Instagram. Your body. <laughs> Calm it down. <laughs> Wise words from Yoda. You're welcome. <laughs> I literally the whole time was thank like, you, how Yoda. can I say that? <laughs> it's like, thank you, Yoda. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. And also with you. <laughs> how to piss off a nerd. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> and it's like what that's not from star wars if you hold up the the live long and prosper spine spine sign spine what they're like that's star trek i fucking know dumbass yeah. Anyway, today is star wars day it is it is i was listening to the radio because i have x uh, sa- uh satellite xm whatever the kids call it these days anyway uh, and I was listening to the 60s station, um, and yeah, because I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm literally 900 years old. I'm Yoda's age. Same. And so I was listening to the 60s station, and I love the guy that DJs it, because he was, uh, with it being May the 4th, he was talking about uh, emails that he had people write in for anybody that's actually never seen any of the movies. And there was this grandma that wrote in that said, I never have, but I was a big Trekkie because I used to watch it with my dad, but... My husband and my daughter are huge into Star Wars and my grandkids. So, like, I know who all the characters are, but I'm not into it. So, I just thought that was so funny. But she's like, you asked me anything about Star Trek, I know all about it. And I'm like, it's kind of funny because I'm I'm sort of both. I grew up, my dad was totally into Next Gen. So, Picard for life. Um, but then, but but was not into Star Wars. And then I got into Star Wars as I got older and uh, my husband loves it. So now I'm like full into Star Wars. So I'm like both. 
I'm Star Trek and and then I've, of course I've seen the Star Trek movies back in the day and all that. So I'm, I don't I'm kind of both. I would say I'm like definitely bigger Star Wars fan because I've kept up with more of like the fandom and more of the story than I have with Star Trek. Um because I haven't watched any of that new stuff. I would like to watch that Picard show. I like just found out about that. And I think the season is ending. And I'm like, okay, I literally just found out about this. I didn't even fucking know. I was like, I didn't even fucking know they they even did this show. But yeah, like, he came back and he's doing uh, Captain Picard. And they called it Star Trek Picard. It was like a whole Oh, that's thing. cool. And they were like, oh, yeah, season finale. I was like, Fuck! No, right, season finale. What did this start? This, I hate when that happens because it makes me feel. I'm like, okay, where, bitch, where? When they go like, oh, this movie's already out streaming, and I'm like, when was it in theaters? Or like, this show was like the other day. Over, I and I'm like, when did it even come? I on? literally saw Scream on DVD at Walmart the other day, and I was like, that was just in theater. Oh wait, that was January. <gasps> That doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I just myself it was in the like face. out of I thought I thought I'm I so didn't even realize you did that. I thought it it I didn't even realize it was that long ago. That it was felt, fucking January. It felt like it was like theater immediately on Paramount Plus, and then and then the DVD, DVD was out. Yeah, that's crazy. So I am I'm, glad it's on Paramount Plus because I do I do need to watch it again. I want to watch it again. I want to watch it on this surround. I zone. yes. I unfortunately have a terrible story about how I got introduced to Star Wars, which Oh no. I don't oh, no. like Star Trek. I have tried. Yeah. It is not for me. I did not grow up with it though, and I know a lot did of people that Next Gen love it. or like the original Both. With, okay, yeah, the original is rough. I can't do it. The movies I love. Yeah. The movies I I tried do. the original show. The original show. I tried show like I the first do. movie and I tried the next gen. I just, I, it's like Doctor Who. I have tried and I can't. As much as I would like to. Listen, I'm sorry I with just, Doctor. I don't even, I liked one season of Doctor Who. One. With one particular Doctor. And I hate to even say that because they'll come up, they'll the come Doctor Who stands are fucking ridiculous. So I like don't even say anything about Doctor Who anymore because Honestly, they're, Star Wars fans because they're too. insane. They're Doctor Who fans are insane. It's just like, oh my god! I literally watched one season that I kind of liked because of a few episodes. Like, right? Calm the fuck down, and I never watched it again after that. Like, and I and I have no interest. I have zero interest in yeah, ever watching either. it again. Yeah, I'm not. So I tried Star Trek. No, my dad. All the time growing up, trying to get me to watch Star Wars. Honestly, I think I just, it's my Patrick Stewart crush. Probably. I think that's really what did it for me. Maybe that man is so hot. Carrie Fisher <laughs> was my reason, you know, probably. looking back on it. I mean, but my dad tried me growing up all the time, really tried to get me into watching Star Wars. And at the time, I just wasn't interested. I wasn't very, I was into very weird things as a kid. The Spongebob was everything to me, if that tells you anything. So obviously I'm not going to be like, oh my god, Star Wars. No, I didn't give a shit about Star Wars. Um, my first boyfriend... It's okay. ...is the reason why I'm into Star Wars. And yeah, the reason is because happens. he forced me to watch them. Ew. <laughs> I can't force anybody to do anything. But... He, it, was, it was May the 4th. 
Oh. And he wanted to have a marathon of all of the movies. My dad was gung-ho as shit. He was so excited. He couldn't wait for him to come over. My dad hated him, by the way. But he couldn't wait for him to come over so we could watch Star Wars because he was excited that I was, was going to finally watch that. Star Wars. After the first movie, he asked me how I liked it. And I said, put the fucking next one in. Like, I loved it. I was not expecting to in any way because I was like, I don't like Star Trek. Why am I going to like this? Obviously, now knowing, very different. And we watched four of the movies. Um, we watched, obviously, we watched four, five, and six. And then we watched one. Which, to people that don't watch Star Wars, is like, what? <laughs> like, just look it up. Every time I have to explain it to my dad, because he's never seen any of them. And he's like, wait, the first three were what? Four, five, and six? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> So we watched four, five, six, and one. And I take that back. We've seen one of them. The Ewoks. Uh, not Return. Uh, that's Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes. Oh, Jesus. Yes. That's actually a lot that's of people's Empire. favorite. Empire. Well, the Ewoks. They're so cute. Oh, my God. Um, and then we, and then I actually went over to his place later, not that day, but later and watched two and three. I fell in love with Star Wars. Um, Star Wars became very, actually, besides horror, Star Wars is, like, up there for me in Marvel. Um, but, unfortunately, I just hate having to go around and being like, yeah, my ex-boyfriend, um, is the reason why I'm into Star Wars. But now, it's okay, it was an ex that got me into Boondock Saints. I still love it. Yeah, I still love it, too. I I loved Stargate. And X got me into that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I, and also, I stole some of his movies, so I don't really care. My ex's movies. See, I'm an, I love any, I've always loved anything sci-fi because I've always been so deeply into like aliens and different universes and like what's out there and different worlds. Mm-hmm. And so like all of that shit was mm-hmm. just... So Star Wars was just especially especially Star Wars because well maybe even Star Trek a little bit but like especially Star Wars when they like went really in depth with like all of these different planets and different you know it just yeah it just fat it like, just was honestly, so amazing Harry Potter for a lot of people is what Star Wars is for me same oh, because for I'm sure. like Harry or uh, Star Wars is this giant fucking massive universe I think has... I was too old to get into Harry Potter I'm sorry I a lot see a lot of stuff like that I was so much older when it came out mm-hmm. that I was like see I, I you know, I and was, I in, wasn't my, allowed I was to... in my mid to late 20s by the time Harry Potter came out. And I was like, see, I don't have kids. I'm not watching this. By the time I, mean, I actually watched them, I was in my early 20s. Right. And you're like, to. And I'm well, like... and see, a lot of people ran into that, that too. That mm-hmm. was a big, I mean, that was everywhere, though. Not just you. That was right. A big, that was a huge thing. So, uh, I mean, I remember that, like churches banning Christian schools, privates banning Harry Potter. Yeah, that's going to make your kid. Okay, whatever. Whatever. But anyway. Let's yeah. watch the Disney movies with the witches, but heaven forbid. <laughs> we, we show Harry well, Potter. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I was so much older with those movies that I was like, yeah, I can't. I, I can't get into those. Speaking of which, also, this is totally off track and we'll get to our movie here in a second. 
they announced when the new Hunger Games movie is coming out. Mm. And I am fucking stoked as hell. Like, I saw the Hunger Games posted the other day, and I was like, oh, what are we posting? And they posted a, they posted a poster. I was so glad I got my husband into those movies. Mm. The new book is so good. But it's now I'll so have to good. go back and... I'll have to go back and... I'll have time, though. You won't have to, because this is a prequel, remember? To watch the... No, I mean, he'll have to. Oh, yes, him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to re-watch the three with him, because he's going to be like, what? I forgot. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh, what's, what's happening? Who is this? <laughs> what's forgot, happening? I forgot everything. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, please go read the new Songbirds of... Wait. Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. The Hunger Games If book, you're a reader or listen to the audiobook, what do it. Um, it is a prequel, <laughs> and you are reading the book from President Snow's perspective, and he is 18 years old. It is fucking brilliant, and I cannot wait to see who plays him. All I can say is they better not fuck it up. I think at this point, I'm, I see, I watched the movies, so I didn't read the books, but I think I'm just going to listen to the audiobooks. I do well with audiobooks, too. I, I do like to read. I'm better with audiobooks myself. I, I can do audiobooks. It's because when I hold a book, it's just, it's too intimidating. And it just depends big. on whose voice is right? doing the... How, oh my God. Whoever's Like, listening. for the record, I'm so glad Stephen King doesn't do his audio. Stephen, I, lo I love that man to death. But no. I'm telling you right now, bravo that he lets other people do his audio books. That is primo choice. Yes. Yes. And I've heard other people, I've heard many other people say but that. But I'm actually about 90% sure Tatiana Maslany does the audiobook for The Hunger Games. Nice. I think. I think she does. Also, which episodes was she, she, I read some, I saw her on IMDb that she was on Parks and Rec. What? Was she ever on Parks and Rec? You know what she I was Tom's girlfriend. I think she for was. For like a couple of I episodes. Think, and... I think when I saw her, I screamed. I think that's what I saw happened. it on IMDb and I'm like, which episode? I couldn't find any. That's okay. I want you'll, to be, you'll be surprised. I want to be surprised. Because I'm pretty sure so that I happened go. when I watched the whole thing and Daniel's like, what? Because I'm in season I'm in season three now, so it hasn't happened yet. So at some point. Sorry. Anytime you know, I ever you know see. We, guys, you know we love to talk about anything related to Tatiana Maslany because <laughs> it's orphan black and we have to speaking of orphan black um a spinoff show is happening mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. bless so, so happy i cannot wait i cannot fucking wait and i hope she's in it at least a little bit and uh um, i will hopefully have my fucking orphan black tattoo <laughs> kind of backed up i love it when people are point. like is that an orphan black tattoo and i'm like yes it is yes it is clung club for life it's like you know um, what was it? I was going to say something. Now it's gone. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. That happens. My train of thought just went off the rails. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this gone. Yo, it's fine. It's, it's fine. I had nothing else to add. F you elf to no. add. Um, but anyway, happy Star Wars Day again. Yeah. And you guys go watch Star Wars. <laughs> just, just go watch Star Wars. Hey, why not? Actually, go watch Orphan Black. So, you guys, tonight we're going to be talking about Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, instead of the series, which there was a series, and I'm, we'll yeah. make mention of that uh, a little bit later. 
But the this is an anthology, a horror anthology film that was done back in 1990. And to be completely honest with you, it is one of my top five horror anthology films. Um, it's it's just kind of great. I when you go back and you watch and see how young all of these people are back in '90, um, because there's a lot of familiar faces. If you guys have seen it, you know who I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, you've got all kinds of familiar faces. Deborah Harry being like the big one that everyone talks about. Um, yeah, Christian Slater, Steve Buscemi, uh, Julianne Moore. Which was hilarious. I was like, oh my god, look at this baby, Julianne oh Moore. God, everybody. James Remar. Um, and god, he's been in everything for years. I know. Uh, and I, little baby J uh, Lawrence. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Lawrence. Little baby Matthew <laughs> I mean, Lawrence. baby, baby, baby. Um, now, I should preface in, by saying that as many times as I have seen the movie... I have never seen... Oh, of all things. What the fuck? That's crazy. Okay. So that was not planned. The movie <laughs> apparently was released May the 4th of 1990. So we did not plan this at all to do the episode on... So guys, actually, we were supposed to do this episode last week. What the we fuck? We got David's <laughs> interview last week. So, of course, we pushed it back because that interview was amazing. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, please do. Especially before Terrifier yes. 2 comes out. Um, so it was not... I literally had no clue that the movie was released on May the 4th of 1990, of all things. So happy anniversary to uh, Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> I never watched the show, though. I didn't either. I never watched... Well, the show I also came out when I was born, so I... And I was not thought of... At all. <laughs> uh, not even a zygote. Like, not nope. even a... Nothing. Not even a twinkle. Like, nothing. Well, if the show... Did it come out in 84? Yeah. It was... The pilot was released in 83 and it aired from 1984 to 1988. So my sister was born <laughs> that year that it yeah, came so out. Yeah, so I was four. I was, I was four by the time it ended. Yeah, I, I... Because you and my sister are same age. I didn't find out about a series until I saw the movie. Same. I didn't know anything about the series. I didn't know there series. was a series. Um, I just kind of wondered, I think what, or, or what actually grabbed my attention about that was the fact that it said the movie. And I was like, why is it called Tales from the Dark Side? First the movie? thing, same to me. Because I was like, when was there a show? <laughs> you know, because Tales from the Crypt I was very familiar with. Of and course. then Tales from the Crypt had movies after that. Yeah. But when that does throw you off when it says Tales from the, the Dark movie. Side, the movie, because you're like, what the hell does that mean? That would imply a show. And I, you know, and I was like, well, obviously I never would have seen the show. I don't even think the show, you know, I'm reading about if the show went into syndication anywhere. And I don't see... Um, so the show was originally distributed by CBS, who Paramount now owns. So maybe at some point Paramount Plus might have the episodes. That that would be fucking cool. Um, so as of right now, nobody You does. can buy the DVDs. The DVDs were released in 2018... Or uh, 2008, I'm sorry. Uh... There was even a planned reboot that was announced by, of all people that were behind it, literally just talking about Stephen King, his son, Joe Hill, and Alex Kurtzman, who if you know Alex Kurtzman, yeah. I mean, that's Amazing Spider-Man. You know, I would, I would have been behind that reboot. Um, 
literally everybody passed on it. They huh. were supposed to be on the CW in 2013. Joe Hill talked about it during Comic-Con 2014. Uh, they filmed the pilot in 2015 with CW. The pilot wasn't picked up. They ultimately ended up passing on it. Uh, they tried to sell it to Sci-Fi, MTV, VH1, even Hulu. Um, as of twenty, as of twenty sixteen, Joe Hill, Joe Hill stated on his Tumblr page that there was no network at all that picked up the series. That's actually surprising um, to me. The first three scripts that were written were actually published as a book that came out in twenty sixteen. Um, that were all written by Joe Hill. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have. I am shocked that that wasn't picked up. I hey, mean, Shutter, you hearing this? Come on, Shutter. guys. Especially, <laughs> especially Joe Hill and Alex Kurtzman and um, Roberto O R C I is his last name. I'm sorry, I do not want to butcher that. But they both did. They worked on Fringe, Sleepy Hollow. Those were great. Fringe. Fringe was a great Fringe was stupid. Show. Listen, let that me show was so good. I I didn't think I had a thing for Joshua Jackson until I started watching that show. <sighs> and now he's married to a black woman. Hey. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> listen. I'm sorry. Listen. If I would have known Pacey was into black girls back in the day, y'all listen. Listen. Okay. Look. He got much better looking with age, <laughs> though. He was. He did. I did not. I did not. And then he died. His, and then the blonde thing he had going on in uh, uh, Urban Legend. And then, uh, oh my God, I always forget he was in fucking Bittersweet Symphony. What the fuck is that movie? <laughs> Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> he's I was like, he's gay in Cruel Intentions and he has blonde hair. I forget every fucking time he's in that movie. Yep. Like Adam Scott's in Krampus? Um, every time. Tony Collette's in Krampus? Every time. I do that. I'm at every... And I watch the movie. I go, you watch this movie. Every year. Every year. And you do this every... Adam Scott's in Krampus? <laughs> every year. I love him so much. And he needs to be in more horror stuff. Anyway. He does. Um, But I... As far as anthology movies, I've always felt like Tales from the Dark Side never gets the love that it deserves. Because it it really is a great anthology series, especially if you're you know, if you're a dark if you're a dark comedy fan, if you're an you know, an Evil Dead fan, if you're into anything like that, this is one of the best horror anthologies you could you could watch. It's amazing. It's so good, not to mention the fucking practical effects. I I could go on about the practical effects of really this movie. For it a is movie that came so out in good. 1990 that it's the like up there with the thing for me yeah. as far as practical effects. It's fantastic. Yeah. That creature at the end, hundred like the, the way that they do all of that, the, everything with the cat, like it's it's absolutely amazing practical effects and that's honestly that's kind of my heart is very soft for practical effects when they're same. done very well same also i love the fact that in some of the sequence of the cat 
the the cat sequence you could tell how fake the cat was and honestly i live for that shit i live for that shit <laughs> like obviously that's not a real cat right now oh it's amazing fine. i loved it I have... so we'll just pretty much start from the beginning so the backstory of the movie is set with deborah harry's character and Matthew Lawrence's character, a little boy named Timmy, where essentially we've got kind of a Hansel and Gretel thing going on. She's Yeesh. a witch. She kidnapped him. She's got him locked up. She's going to get him ready for this dinner party for everybody to eat him. But in the meantime, she gives him this book. And to stall her, he says, hey, I found some stories in this book that you gave me that I really, really liked. I want to read them to you. And she's going, make it quick. Da, 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 da. You know, she's trying to get dinner prepared in this big kitchen. So the very first story he tells is Lot 249, which is actually based on a real short story that was written by Sir, of all people, Sir Ar Arthur Conan Doyle. I mean, that should be this guy, Sherlock Holmes. If you don't, if you don't know who Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is at this point, um, also a man that heavily believed in spiritualism. That's a big story with him. Mm -hmm. How, uh, um, what was the magician's name? My brain tonight. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> Real famous magician. Houdini? Houdini. <laughs> I was like, are he you talking tried, about Houdini? Houdini spent a big part of his career really trying to discredit spiritualists mm -hmm. and people that would fake seances and everything. But see, and this is like very well known how like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, like he totally believed in all that shit. I mean, like heavily believed in it. And you're like, dude, the guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Um, but yeah, this is actually, and I mean, they, I, uh, I went back and read the story and they, pre I mean, even down to the names, they kept the names, uh, Steve Buscemi's character, Edward Bellingham. They, they kept the names from the original story. Uh, pretty much the way they updated it was that Christian Bale's character, um, or Christian Slater, rather, not Christian Bale. Jesus Christ, if he was in this, I'd be like, where, what? <laughs> Fuck, did Batman just pop up out of nowhere? Hey, um, what do you call it when Batman leaves church? No. Christian Bale! Anyway, go on. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, Christian Bale. Sorry. Christian Bale, Christian Bale. That was awful. I can't. Every time, I can't. I Fucking can't Annie. do it. Uh, so his character... Andy is friends with uh, Lee, who was played by Robert Sedgwick, who is Kira Sedgwick's brother. If you don't know that name, she's married to Kevin Bacon. Um, his sister is played by Julianne Moore, Susan. Susan tries to get Steve Buscemi's character, Edward, in trouble because he is winning this prestigious scholarship at this college that they are, and everybody thinks he's this total loser. So she's trying to get him to just get kicked out of the school essentially and andy and lee are basically in on it and he pretty much figures it out so as revenge he buys this lot what well and actually edward collects you you see throughout his apartment he collects a lot of ancient stuff because that's essentially what he's going to school for mm -hmm. he's studying anthropology and all this kind of things so he buys Lot 249, which is 
a mummy. And he has uh, Andy help open it up, clean it out. They're digging into the body. I mean, the effects of this fucking mummy. Um, I think I have to look in. Uh, I'm pretty sure because they've worked. I think I think uh, uh, K and B worked on this movie. Oh yeah, I think it. I think it was Robert Kurtzman and Greg Nicotero. I think you're right. And I think because yeah, I, I did see in the, mm -hmm. in the credits. It was yep. K and B. I mean, so I remember there. seeing that. There yep. you go with the effects. There, there's the answer. You got the you know K and B. There you got it the is. Best, you got the best of the best right there. Yep. You know these, these are this is this is top, top of the line yep. if you're going to get practical effects. So they're digging into this mummy, and uh, what actually ends up being inside of the mummy is this curse. So. He leads Andy on into thinking like, oh, yeah, I don't know how to read this. No, 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 total lie. He reads it later that night, translates it. And essentially what he does is he uses it as revenge to kill them because he knows what they've done. Mm -hmm. So it ultimately kills uh, the Lee. Sister. It kills Lee, Lee. Lee first. first. Who's dating this? Who's dating also, Susan. Also, kills Susan. Susan's death. I'm trying to remember because you just watched it. So his death, Lee's death, was he took that hook and put it up his nose. Which is how like, you would when you mummify someone, you, that's yeah. how you take the brain out. Um now her The flowers. The he literally started shoving flowers the in flowers. Back. And he pushed the, her out the window. He pushed her, yes. And then okay. started filling, and then he cut her, and then he started feeling, feeling, filling her back with flowers. Because when they were, when they were digging in his body earlier, they said that's what, and that is something, you know, they, they stuffed the body with flowers and right. perfumes and stuff. Um, so once Andy figures out what's going on, he knocks out Edward, ties him up, and then... Um, he's able to get the tape because he's like, I'm going to set you on fire. I'm going to set this mummy on fire. Mm -hmm. You killed my friend. You killed my sister. And he's able to take the tape off of his mouth. Edward is to say at least part of the incantation that he can remember to get the mummy to, to wake, wake up. up to attack him. But then he's got this turkey carving. <laughs> it's literally a turkey carver. Literally. That he's... He's, cutting he's up cutting the, my grandma has the same one i i think everybody's grandma did <laughs> and mother-in-law i'm almost positive my mother-in-law has one like has the, to. the same one 70s 80s you had this turkey cutter like everybody did. and then he burns the curse or so he thinks so basically tells what, him that he can write him one because mm -hmm. he tells him like i can give you know i'll leave forever but i'll you know, write you this incantation. So, uh, basically for him to keep the mummy, wasn't it? Or at this well, point, he's already cut the mummy up. The mummy's already gone, like, but done. he destroyed the wrong thing. So he actually the wrong still had the, the curse, and then he brought his sister and his friend back to go kill him. Yeah. That was the end. Yeah. Basically, they were like, he sends his regards, and they were at his door, like, gonna kill him. 
as he's on the phone with his mom. Right. I do remember that. And then Better Sweet Symphony played. No, I'm just kidding. Amazing. It's so funny oh, because the funny thing about that is for some reason in my mind, and you're going to find this really funny because they're not the same at all. And I've told my roommate this. I'm like, for some reason, Christian Slater and Ryan Phillippe are the same person. There is no reason as to why. Stop it. They are not the same person in the no, slightest. They don't even look alike. Not even at all. They're not even the same types of movies. And I'm like, for some reason, in my head, Christian Slater is Ryan Phillippe. What? That cracks me up so much. It makes no fucking sense, but that's how my brain does it. I also love how I feel like Christian Slater was everywhere and then disappeared and then just like popped up in everything again. It's true. He took a break. And, and I'm like, what? Back. Oh, I mean, but like came back hard on like. He did. On Mr. Robot, which I didn't watch any of, but no. I'm like, because I don't really know anything about computer hacking or anything. Like, I mean, I heard it was an amazing show. I, like, is that the really, one with really Rami Malek? Yeah. Danielle said it's absolutely brilliant. I need to watch that actually. I see. I was I afraid that too. it was gonna. I was afraid that it was gonna be over my head because I'm like, I don't. Danielle know doesn't anything know anything about, about that either, okay. and okay. she loved it. Okay. Okay, that makes me feel better. So, because I love both of them, <laughs> Rami Malek and Christian Slater. I love so Rami Malek. Like, Maybe I should I watch the show. Um, now we're getting into basic. I, I think this is our personal favorite one. Yes. Out of, all of the stories is so. What would you the cat from hell? What would you rate? Lot two forty nine. Lot It's kind of funny because you know what it reminds I me. I would of? say a seven because the effects were amazing and it was really goofy. Mm -hmm. I liked how goofy it was. Do you remember Under Wraps? Yes. That's what that whole... I, watching oh, that whole thing made me think about Under Wraps. Oh my god. That's hilarious. That movie on Disney that always was shown on Halloween. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That is fucking hilarious. I'm gonna give it a 6.5 because it really... It was it was good and I loved the cast, but it didn't pull me in like the other See, people. I wasn't even thinking Under Wraps. It made, because it was so goofy, it did give me a little bit of that like... Abbott and Costello meets the mummy because my dad yeah. liked all those Abbott and Costello movies and they were so they were so goofy because they sort of played on Abbott and Costello meets Dracula, Abbott and Costello meets the mummy, Abbott and <laughs> Costello meets Frankenstein, where like those were supposed to be scary, but then you put Abbott and Costello in and it's like, these are the goofiest fucking movies. So because it was so goofy that mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well. Under wraps wasn't made until after, so under wraps was probably actually made all about under wraps because of that. Had to have been because it's hilarious. It's so good. It's, it's still so in that same air of just mm -hmm. being really, really, really goofy. <laughs> just a goofy ass. Just like tell me, Phantom of the Meta Megaplex isn't a knockoff of Scream. Oh my god! Tell me. Yeah, I just unlocked some memories. I forever, need to watch that I? again. I need to watch that again. Like now it's on like Disney Plus, more up to date i know it is a lot of those disney i need to go back like when i went back and, oh my god when i watched twitches i think i don't it wasn't last it might have been the year when did i watch that i don't know if i watched that last halloween or the halloween before but i was like it has been oh and of course i watched twitches too you gotta watch the sequel you gotta after you watch the first one you mm -hmm. have to because i was about sister sister and i was tn tamara <laughs> everything yeah. back in the day so oh, of course. as soon as twitches came out i was like uh 
twin black girls and they're witches. Um, yes. Like, how you doing? I need everything about this, you know, and like, bravo to Disney Honestly, for that. Like, it it is good. Twitches is a really first good one, movie. of course, better than the sequel because usually always is. But oh yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I love I, it. I love like, that I watched it. Again. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I watched this again. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But that's why the whole time I was watching that movie last night, I literally was like, this just makes me think of Under Wraps. Oh, it big time is. It's goofy <laughs> as hell. Oh, God, I need to go back and watch that again. Goes on to Disney Channel or Disney Plus and looks up all the DCOMs. Bitch, listen. <laughs> Smart House was the shit. And no one can tell me any different. No one can. Smart House. Mm-hmm. In the 13th year. Bitch, I tell you what, there was nothing I wanted more than become a mermaid. After that movie. Mm-hmm. And Double Teamed. Double still, Teamed was actually my favorite. I still want to be... I'm sorry, that sounds like a porn. It offense. really does. Um, No, it does. <laughs> I mean, Disney, come on now. That's terrible. Uh, it, It's awful. I still want to be a mermaid. Just for that. Yeah, that really hasn't changed. But now I kind of want to be like an evil mermaid, like a wraith, and I want to steal... A siren? Yeah. Yeah. Drown lead men to their deaths. <laughs> I think I just found my dream job. <laughs> how do I hold How do I make a cover letter for that job? <laughs> how does one write a resume to become a siren? Oh, I can hear you, but I won't. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Oh my god, that oh my god. Oh, oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh god, okay, I hope everybody else enjoyed that as much as we did. If you have no was... idea what the hell that was, that was from Frozen. I feel too. bad for you if you don't know, because that that picked that thing I did with BB where I like yelled for her and yeah, then... I can hear you. But I won't. If anybody by now doesn't know that's from Frozen 2, I'm sorry. You need to, like, we've moved on. Like, we're, we're waiting for on. Frozen 3 at this yeah, point. Yeah, we've moved on. We're waiting. Um, this one was adapted by George Romero, and it was Stephen King's short story. Of course it was. Of course it was. It's amazing. This, so, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm sitting there, the cat came back the very next day. The cat <laughs> came back. <laughs> people remember because <laughs> this motherfucker would not go away for anything this cat was on a mission from the it's devil <laughs> like, this was satan's cat oh my god it's amazing i love that it was a black cat too. i do it's too because that's all i've ever beautiful, wanted it's black cat. beautiful black cat so ever. pretty and the greenest eyes so i heard there were three different cats was there? i read a little bit like backstory of this segment that there were three different cats initially and like live cats mm-hmm. and then there were two different animatronic cats and they had to do two different ones especially the scene where it crawls out of uh the the fake where it crawls out of David throat. David Johansson's body um who plays Halston which I should just say for the record, if nobody knows who David Johansson is, if any, if you love, uh, well, just, he was, he sang for the New York Dolls, which was a really popular, like, punk band. 
And then uh, he was the hot, hot, hot guy. He was Buster Poindexter. If anybody remembers that from the 90s. Holy shit. He is the cab driver in Scrooge. He's the ghost of Christmas past. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love, I just, I, I have a soft spot for David Johansson. I love this man. And this character was so incredible. When he got blood for on him his jacket. Him. This is a $100 shirt. Um, William Hickey, I will forever remember as Uncle Lewis. I got I, another beloved Christmas movie. Uncle Lewis and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh my God, that is him. With the it? wig. Oh my. Say the blessing. Oh my God, I don't. I didn't even realize it's... that was fucking him. Fucking awesome. Rick and never. Rick is like, is that the fuck? Is that from fucking? Yep. Yep, the one that lights the cigar and oh my god, lights the fucking Christmas tree on fire and yep, mm-hmm. when when uh fucking Chevy che when he just when Clark just fucking loses it and just fucking he's done with everybody he's just fucking lost his mind on Christmas yeah that was oh my god William Hic William Hickey God love him because this character and that character just and apparently he was also the voice of Doctor Finkelstein. And the nightmare before Christmas. I just read that, and now now I hear now it. Now I can hear it. I totally hear it now. Yep. Especially him being like voices, in this. exactly the same. The same. Love this man. Uh, so he plays a very well, a very very wealthy old man. David Johansson plays Halston, uh, who shows up. He's this hitman. Shows up. Drogon tells him he hired him to kill a cat. He's literally and like, he's what? like. What the hell? <laughs> I also love the shots where they shoot the POV like from of the, the cat. cat's perspective. I fucking love that shit. The best. Amazing. The best. Like whoever was the cinematographer for this particular segment, primo job with the POV shots from the, the cat's POV. Perfect. Fucking brilliant. Love that. Because you're acknowledging that the the intelligence of the cat, that he knows what's going on at all times. So instead of going into ultimately at first why he wants Halsted to kill the cat, Drogon starts to explain to him that the cat has killed three people. It's okay. It happens. I did not mean to do that. My my hand slipped and I hit a video on accident. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, he, he tells him, he goes, that cat has killed, before he even goes, he just goes, that cat has killed three people. And you're like, what the fuck? So he starts telling the story of his sister, her friend, and the family's butler. They were the only four people that lived in this in the house. Also, I love uh, that the butler's name was Gage. I know how awesome is that. Um, I was like, I'm getting some church vibes over here from this cat. This is a pet cemetery shit. Yeah, Dolores Sutton played the sister. The friend was played by Alice Drummond. Who uh, I will forever know as Alice the Librarian in Ghostbusters. <laughs> of course. My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Um... <laughs> no, you don't. Is, there, is there any mental illness in your family? My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Um... <laughs> I love that movie so fucking Man, I need to rewatch that. It's been a oh long time. Oh my god, I've seen Ghostbusters. It's it's disgusting how many times I've seen that movie and the sequel, but they're great. They're they're classics. They're classic. Need to watch the new one. Yep. I've not seen it yet. Um 
so he goes on to explain how the cat and i mean each and every one of these you could see how it was possibly because there's the one she's going down the steps the cat walked in front of her she trips over the cat falls down the steps see that, that one i was kind of that like, could have okay. kind of happened to right to anybody so i mean bb literally walks in my path every cat and i'm like trying to get somewhere and she ever it's like she knows and she still continues to walk. It's like in my path. Move. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, and the whole time Halston's just kind of like, okay, that that all of those could be explained. But then Halston goes, you know, I know who you are, and that's you know, I know you own this big pharmaceutical company. Because even the whole time you keep seeing Drogan pop these pills, and essentially the way he describes this medication. It's like, uh, it's just, it's a street drug, basically. Because mm -hmm. he even says, he's like, you made a street drug. And he's, I mean, this guy's in this wheelchair popping them like Tic Tacs the whole goddamn time this segment's going. I'm like, I even think at one point I, I was like, I should probably count how many of those fucking pills he takes throughout that entire segment. Because there were so many. He had, so many. He, had he had to keep popping. He just kept popping them. And I wonder if he was swallowing Tic Tacs. They kind of looked like tickets because they, they were white, they especially were white, at the yeah. end when they all fall out. He explains to him that the phar the pharmaceutical company ultimately killed over 5,000 cats testing this drug. So Drogan is convinced that this particular cat is exacting cosmic revenge. Which, let's be real, like, is. Oh, it that's does. exactly what's that's happening. exactly what the fuck happened. Um... <laughs> But yeah, $100,000. He gives this guy $100,000 in cash to kill this fucking cat. Would you do it? So, I mean, it's $100,000. Would you kill a cat for $100,000? Probably. I don't know about this cat, though. That kind of... What if it was BB? After a certain point... Oh, no. I can't. For $100,000, would you kill BB? I can't. No. I can't. Not I BB. would never in a okay, million not, years. Okay, not BB. Not BB. Hazel. I can't do any. Bb definitely not. Hey, no, not Hazel either. No, no not Hazel. Hazel no, no, bonded. No, no, no. I Hell not. no, not Hazel. Not Hazel. My grandma's old cat, yes. But no. <laughs> You're like that piece of shit. The cat was evil. A cat was evil. It it loved Listen, my grandma. Some... It loved my grandma and no one else. Literally. That cat hated everyone. I honestly everyone. don't know if I could or not. I don't I don't know. That cat hated everyone but my grandma. That cat was the reason why I thought I hated cats for years. Yeah. And then this guy I dated had like the best cat ever. And I was like, oh my God, this cat's amazing. And then I've I had cats too since that I loved. And I've never yeah, hated so. cats. I didn't care for them. That was the first cat I ever interacted with yeah. as a kid. I was never around cats except that cat. So for years I just associated. Yep that cat with every cat being a fucking asshole same you know until, until i, I dated someone and was who had two cats and was more used to being around well i mean if you want to date you know in high school that had cats and i was like oh okay cats are real that's literally probably the only asshole cat i was ever around honestly I've, I've at this point now every I, other every cat, cat since that I i've know. been has been even even the cats I had. Except for Alex's grandma's cat. Fuck him. He's an asshole. Why are old ladies' cats mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's even mean to her. It's like they, they just... 
Literally, we're just sitting there having a great time, right? Nothing. We're just sitting there having a great time. All of a sudden, he jumps up and comes and bites my feet. This cat's like looking at her like, I'm waiting for you to die. <laughs> He's... I'm going to put my paws on your nose <laughs> so you can't breathe. <laughs> and then the next morning, everybody's going to wake up and you're going to be dead and I'm going to be laying on your chest. This is just <laughs> staring. Dude, I freak and I believe some cats will do that shit. It was scary. There's a reason why cats are the spiritual ones. Hundred percent. Yes. Also. Yes. BB yeah. changed my life. Cat's amazing. BB actually Hazel did too because now that me and Hazel have bonded, I realized that like all all five of Kai's cats, Annie's two cats. Like, I fucking love cats. I love them. I absolutely yeah, I love, love cats. the cats I had. Oh, my God. I, I, I just hate when Hazel's, you know, over on the one side of the living room and decides to look in the corner where yeah, my DVDs are and goes like this. Have you seen that TikTok? My mom saging the house while I'm staring at the nice old man yes. in the corner at three o'clock. <laughs> Listen, there is literally nothing funny about that. Them either. staring is one thing because I'm like, I'm, I know cats can, can just like people, you kind of zone a little bit and you're just kind of staring. It's when they start going like this. Or at night when, see, this is my problem of why I'm sure I don't have a cat now because if that little motherfucker starts doing shit at night and I always wake up in the middle of the night, I will have a heart attack. Or probably kill the cat thinking it's a demon in our house. It'd be your mom. Because I would like get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and like look down the hallway and I got two glowing eyes staring back at me. I'm I'm going after that thing with my <laughs> hair dryer. I'm just going to throw my hair dryer down the hallway. That poor my cat. husband's going to wake up here in the hair dryer, hear me scream here. <laughs> like, oh my God. He's going to jump and go, what the The cat was staring at me. <laughs> She was staring at me and I wasn't ready. That's what fucking He's going to look at me and go, it is four in the morning. Everybody go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's four in the morning and this motherfucker was looking at me from down the hall with glowing fucking eyes and shit. So the only thing I had was the dryer. Or the hair dryer. I grabbed the, the whole fucking dryer. I went in the basement <laughs> and grabbed the whole... Walked it up the stairs and threw it at this motherfucker. I'm just picturing you carrying this massive fucking dryer. I'm dead. I can't. You're like, are we going to make it through this? I don't even know if I can make it through the rest of this. I am sweating. I have tears. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the rest of this podcast. Of course, we are talking about the cat one long. Oh my god! This fucking this cat one is fucking amazing, though. It is so good. And um, when that cat literally goes in his mouth to kill him, so Halston literally tries everything to kill this cat. Everything, and it just doesn't happen. And over the course of them going back and forth through the night, the cat attacks him and essentially crawls into his mouth, down his throat, and into his stomach. You know, as you do. Just has a nice little nappy I just love that he died while its ass was hanging out of his mouth. Oh, straight up. As he's choking on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like... And his his jaw is dislocated at this point. 
I mean, the, <laughs> the practical effects for this was insane. Like it Amazing. Looked, it not only looked real going in, the next scene when it actually comes out is even more real. Not like the first part that's fake, but when they actually have the real cat. Yeah. Coming out of his body. I'm just yeah. like... I mean, <laughs> as many times as I've seen it, I still have to tell myself, that's not real. That is not real. Because right. that look, you know, his, the body cast that they did of David Johansson, it, it looks, that's what I'm saying, for it was K, and B, K and B, top tier, and this is 1990s, so this is insane that they were 18 to do this. But, um, he said, <laughs> Halston comes in thinking it's done. Or, and then goes, oh my God, you know, the guy's dead. Or Drogon comes in, realizes Halston's dead, and then starts seeing his body move and goes, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Wait. you guys, the scene where he's crawling out of the mouth and <laughs> Drogon is, <gasps> you know, I'm, I am laughing so It was so funny. Hard. Oh my God. That is one of the most hysterical. And then what makes it even better is he has full-blown heart attack dies, the pills fall. The cat jumps on his lap and is sitting there cleaning himself. <laughs> the cat just was like, I did my just job, cleaning. bitches. I did I it. Fucking, I thought this is amazing. It's so good. This is the most amazing. So this one gets a 10. I don't care what anybody 100%. says. This yep. one, 10 out of 10 out of 10. It's so good. I loved every single thing Easily about this the segment. Best one. It is the best one. I'm actually reading here. That due to budgetary reasons, this was originally going to appear in Creep Show 2 and it was scrapped. Yep. So I'm so glad that at least Tales from the Dark Side picked it up because this this had to be told. This was just this had to be told. This and the practical to effects were just too perfect on this to be in anything else. So it was it was perfect. Way too oh my god, way too perfect. Um, this is her last. One. Okay, so this one made me cry, and because <laughs> I'm a big softy and I'm getting old and hormones and all that stuff, but this one actually made me sad. It was the like, ending legitimately was like, really sad. The ending was legit. Like I actually teared up. I remember like rewatching it again a few months ago. I teared up. I was like, oh my god, this one is. You know what my brain did? I literally went, so is this how gargoyles are made? No, it's the cartoon gargoyles. That's. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever watch the cartoon in the 90s? No, but Alex did. She was talking to me about it. And I'm like, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. I've never even heard of it. And then I found out Keith David was the voice of the main, from the thing. He's the voice of the main gargoyle. Are you serious? I almost died. I was like. Sir, my whole childhood. Okay, like, I have to meet you now. Because this is, like, the minor intervention. Because you've literally been a part <laughs> of my whole life. My brother had the toys. I mean, it was so crazy that it was only on for just a few years. And kids that watched it. Like, there were legit, like, action figures. Like, we fucking love that that show. It was so good. And now I think it's, um... I think it's on Paramount Plus now. I think Is so. it really? Yeah. Hmm. I think it is. And it was really good. It's like they started off in medieval times and then there was this curse put on them where they were stoned and like turned into stone until modern times and then they were able to come back and interact with humans again hmm. it's, it's a really 
Interesting concept. You know, I think it was one of those things. I think there were a lot, there were, there were a number of really good, like quote unquote kids cartoons that came out in the nineties that I think were just so ahead of their time that they only lasted for so long when if they would have come out now, mm-hmm. more people would have would have gotten it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Because I think a lot of people that did, a lot of people are like, Gargoyles, I have no, and I'm like, listen, it was Yeah, I've such, never heard of it. It was such, but it was, I think it was literally on for maybe three seasons or something. It was a really, really short block of time. Alex loves it, though. She oh, I felt like I told. It. I can't wait to tell, like tell my brother had the action figures. Like we would oh, she play, will, she we will would play with the action figures. Like I wish it's one of those things where like I wish my parents would have kept them because that'd be worth some money. Because a lot of people don't remember that show. They don't. Well, what makes me sad is that I had all of the action figures in Jurassic Park. All of them. I sold the entire park. I had the cars. I had all the dinosaurs, the ones that where you pushed a button on their back and they roared. 20 bucks. All of it. One dinosaur. One dinosaur now is like $32. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially with the movies. Oh, yeah. I know. It I'm so mad about that. I I just wish I had them because I could have given them to the boys. The boys would have loved them. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Especially now. I know. Shit like that. I will never like, forgive myself. You're always like, coulda, woulda, shoulda, because it's like, okay, well. <laughs> and of no. course, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what'd you do with that $20, no. you dumbass? Who fucking getting knows? that back? <laughs> um, so we should note that Michael McDowell wrote Lover's Vow and Lot 249. Well, essentially adapted both of them. Um, and Michael McDowell wrote the he is best known as writing the screenplay for Beetlejuice. Um he unfortunately did pass away in 1999, but uh that essentially is what he was most famously known for was writing the script for Beetlejuice. Hmm. Um but we get into lovers uh James Remar plays Preston and uh Radon Chong plays a woman named Carola that he meets later after um Having an incident, he's a struggling artist. He meets with his agent at this bar, and his agent ultimately tells him that he's going to drop him because his work's not working. So he gets drunk, and he um, he's drinking all night with the with another patron in the bar and the bar owner. The bar owner, after it closes, said, "Hey, let's get out of here. You look like crap, man." They lock up, and all of a sudden, this huge gargoyle appears. The bar owner has a gun, shoots at it. It kills the bar owner, cuts his head off, um, pushes Preston into a corner. He's cowering, and the gargoyle basically says, I'll let you live as long as you never tell a single soul what you saw, like, ever. And he says, I'll never tell. And uh, the monster says, cross your heart, scratches his chest, leaves. The very next second, he's running away. He runs into Carola, who he... Never says anything about the gargoyle to, but uh, asks her if she wants to come up to his apartment to call for a taxi because she says she's there to meet some friends and got lost. Um, she starts to tend to his wound. They essentially get hot and heavy and have sex together. I don't know. Listen, he was kind of hot. I don't know about like first time I meet a dude and like, I don't know you. 
and there's like dark neighborhood. I don't know, but he was hot. Anyway, I kind of, um, I mean, I thought she was hot, and she's hot too. Listen, <laughs> Renan Chong was hot. Woman is still hot. She's gorgeous. Tommy Chong's daughter makes sense. Yep, like the <laughs> Cheech and Chong, that Chong. Tommy Chong's daughter. Yeah, beautiful. Oh my god, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. So yeah, very good looking people. Very good casting choice for this one. Um, it was a very sexy scene. Ultimately, Carola completely changes Preston's life. She gets him in touch with this art director. His art gets featured. He becomes really famous. His agent takes him back. They get married. They have two kids. They live, you know, 10 years, basically, at this point. They've been together, and they decide to celebrate their anniversary from when they first met. And that's when Preston decides to break down because he just can't take it anymore and tell her, I have to tell you because I love you so much about what happened to me that night that we met and what I saw and what it did. And she breaks down and goes, you promised you'd never tell. And that's when you realize that Carola is the gargoyle. And that he saw that night. Um, she transforms. <laughs> Guys, this scene. Oh my god, I was literally crying as she's changing into this horrific thing, and he's going, "Please, please, I love you so much." And she said, "I love you too." What like, got me was that when she was fully the gargoyle again, oh and he literally was like, "No, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, can you? I I love you." And that's that's what got me. I wasn't like sobbing, but I was because I, I legit even though tears, she transformed into her natural form, yeah. he still was like, "I love you," and I was like, "This is sad." Like this I is like, actually I like. like this. <laughs> I was like, "This one isn't funny or scary." <laughs> it's so sad. And then you know, then you hear the kids scream, and he's like, "Oh my god, no!" And then that's when he realizes that the kids ultimately they, these two kids they these. Gorgeous little black kids I got to play. The kids were so fucking cute. And then the effects of the little... Okay, listen. Those little gargoyles were the cutest little fucking things listen, ever. And they were so fucking cute. They were so, they were so cute. motherfucking cute. Um, and, you know, she said you broke a lover's vow. And once a vow has been broken, it can't be taken back. So she bites his neck and kills him. The kids cuddle to their mother. They fly up to the top of a perch and change back into stone. And even the expression on their faces—they all look they really look sad. So sad. God, you guys, the segment like, like broke my heart. <laughs> and she's holding was, them, and they're all like looking down, like sad. And you're like, my heart, my soul. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't sob, but I was. I had tears. I was, like, I was I was genuinely sad. Yeah, I, I I had I had tears. Like I had yeah, I was just like, oh my god, I did not realize this was gonna catch me. But again, I'm very hormonal, so leave me alone. Um I <laughs> You didn't you weren't planning on catching those feelings. And if I and if I watch something during that magical week of you know what? Oh, it is it is on like Donkey Kong. I'm crying at everything. Bitch. Everything. I'm crying Bitch. at everything. Same. Everything is making yep. me cry. I'm mad. I'm crying. I'm sad. I'm crying. All I'm hungry. It. I'm crying. I'm always crying. I'm sleepy. I'm crying. I'm, I'm crying. just crying. Everything. Everything is making me cry. So, <laughs> um, you know, I I think 
8.5, I have to give this one. It was such a beautiful story. It it felt so, I don't want to say it felt out of place, but it was one of those things where it wasn't funny and it wasn't scary. It was actually kind of beautiful in a way. It was almost kind of like a horror love story, if that even makes sense. Like, I would love to see more movies like that. I, I kind of love that tragic sort of horror, tragic love story in a way. Um, yeah, I give it an eight. I would tell I would I would watch more movies like that. Me personally. Anybody want to vote for, uh, hey, anybody in there with write to us. Um us. hey, so can you do a love If anybody want to write horror love movies, you know? uh werewolf though? You know they kind of did that with that Josh Gad thing and I didn't I tried to watch like Wait a minute, thing. they did a horror movie with werewolves. What was that one you told me about it? They turned into actual wolves. Listen, and this movie doesn't get the fucking credit it's it deserves. Good Blood too. and Chocolate. Blood and Chocolate. That's what it's called. That is Blood a and Chocolate that is, is a, great a really fucking good movie. And it does, it gets, either people have no idea what I'm talking about or they hate it. Like, I don't. I love it. It's a very, like, niche group of people that actually really love that movie. And I fucking love that movie. So I take it back. That's a werewolf love story. And that movie. was one of those, it like, random that was that was literally one of those random movies like with cable where you're just like switching through channels and like found this was it. years ago switching through like probably one of those where like showtime was giving you like a free weekend <laughs> where it was like because they still do that because mm -hmm. we still have, we're getting rid of cable but we still have it but they still every once in a while like showtime or hbo or whatever like will give you a free like four days and just switching through and it was like Oh, what's this? And watched it from beginning to end. It was like, okay, so love good. this fucking movie. Still a better love, love story than Twilight. Um, yes. Um, so essentially, after that, Betty's talking about how that lovers vow. Uh, Betty is the name of the witch that Deborah Harry plays. Essentially, I don't even know if they even mention that in the movie at any point. But um, I don't think so. Timmy says that uh, he actually has one more story. And he's basically describing everything that he's going to do to the witch to kill her. He throws these marbles down. She trips on them. Her back falls on these knives. She falls on the giant tray that was in the oven. He pushes her in the oven. And that's it. He grabs the cookies that she bought for him, breaks the fourth wall, and says, don't you just love happy endings? And I loved it. I loved that ending. I loved it. You know, I loved, too, how... You know, not a lot of an anthologies sometimes don't know how to set themselves up when they're actually going into the different stories. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can I can name an example of somebody that did it great was VHS. I, I like the, f the first one, essentially. I like how and obviously they're not the same movie, but I like how you have a story ongoing that also ties in the other anthology series and then ultimately wraps up the story that's going on outside of it. And I feel like Tales from the Dark Side was one of the first that really nailed that. Because I love the Timmy Witch story that's going on as well as the the three, you know, Lot 249, Cat from Hell and the Lover's Vow that are included. And that they're like stories in this book that... Timmy's reading to this witch so that she won't 
kill them and eat them. Um, Honestly, Skeletons in the Closet did it really Skeletons well in the Closet did an amazing... Really I well. love the way they did it. Where it was yeah. like you were watching, they were sitting there flipping through the channels mm -hmm. and trying to find something to watch and... You know, and this is what that was done really well. That really was done well. really well. Um, Did Southbound yeah. do that? I'm trying to remember Southbound because I, I loved Southbound. Boy, I need to but go back and watch that. God, I need to. Go I back don't and watch think that. Southbound did a good wraparound story. I don't think they did. I don't okay. remember, and I think, I can't remember. I, I loved like, it though. I feel like that is something too that just. I feel like with anthology, especially having a wrap, this is just me personally, having a wraparound story is just, That's what I, makes I think it. it's helpful. That's what makes it. I think it's helpful to me. Holidays, that had a good wraparound story did. too, didn't it? Yeah. Dude, I need a full length one of the Easter one. I need a fucking full length Easter segment, please. I kind of liked, I liked the Easter one. The Easter one was the best one. The Mother's was Day like, one was stupid. I hated the Mother's Day one. I don't know if she gave birth to the full groom. Yeah. Father's Day one was creepy as fuck. Oh, that one weirded me the fuck out. <laughs> that one was weird. That one weirded me out. That one was like... There's been very few things that I've ever seen that unsettle me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I know like exactly where, what like you mean. after I watch it, I'm just like, okay, I don't like how I feel nope. right now. Yep. Like I don't, I don't like, I, I, I don't like this. And that Father's Day one made me feel that way. I felt very unsettled. I was like, I don't like this. You ever this seen is... Megan is missing? Nope. Don't want to. Nope. Nope. Know all about it. I know all about it. I would just like to say as a preface when I went into that film, I didn't know. I am tired of being I didn't traumatized know. by these movies. I don't want <laughs> any more I don't want any more fucking movies. I want to be entertained. Scare me, make me laugh, whatever, but entertain me. Don't fucking traumatize me. I can't I can't with these. Megan is missing anymore. was fine until the end. Well, I know. And I already know. Yep. I already know. And but see, I didn't know. So I decided that's but what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was so unsettled at yeah. the end of that. And I had, see, I, I had heard enough people talk about it that I was like, oh, fuck this. What's the end? Oh, nope. Okay. <laughs> You're like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. Keep on. Good. I'm good. I'm not going to do that. Nope. Don't. I don't need to. Great. Got enough trauma. I'm Everyone was just like, um, Megan is missing. It's so terrifying. And I was like, challenge accepted. I now look things up before I watch them. I was really unsettled. Actually, after The Den, I was really unsettled after Ooh, that... watching that, too. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I didn't like that one either. That I, one it, oh, my God, though. It was a fantastic movie. But that was a one and done. I that, watched it that, a few that, times. That I didn't. Shit. <laughs> just throwing my water bottle everywhere. Yeah, it just... There's just some things. When things can actually happen... That's it. And for some reason, if it's found footage, mm -mm. <laughs> like I just, Megan is missing really fucked with my head. Yeah. That's really it. bad. Well, and I, I tell people that's the number one reason why I won't see the strangers. You know, I, I, you know, everybody and goes. For some reason, the strangers doesn't scare me at all. At all. The strangers hits too close to home. Well, I mean, that makes sense to you because you guys go out and do a lot more stuff like that. Way too close to home. So that's why. Like, I, I can see for other people where they're like, okay, well, it's something that 
has happened could so easily happen. And like me and my husband go to a lot of cabins, but see, we're the, you know, like I've explained you. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> we the wrong ones. We the wrong. Listen, <laughs> the right ones are the wrong ones. I don't know which one, but you will fuck around and find out. Can if we you come a, to our fucking cabin? I'm gonna tell you that right the fuck now. Can we get a movie of the strangers where it's like that? Where it's like the fuck around and find out it's the wrong couple and the couple kills the killers. Listen, Listen I will be I like that. Uh, remember <laughs> that scene in Kill Bill Two? <laughs> Yes, where she busts open the trail, the bud's door, and he hits her. He hits her with the buckshot. Yeah, bust in our door, and you're gonna get filled with some buckshot immediately. They're gonna be like, "Anybody home?" Yeah, buckshot. <laughs> that's, who, that's who the fuck is home. <laughs> birdshot, birdshot, buckshot. That's, who, that's who's here. That's who the fuck is home. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. That. Yeah, I think it's really the tagline that just that. Because you were home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was done. Yeah, that's what did it for me. He got them, They got them tied up, and they're like, what are you doing? Oh, you know, we saw the light on. You were home. So we were like, okay, cool. Just going to come in and torture some people. I'm like, okay, see, that happens. Yeah, that's real. People do that all the time. And, <laughs> yep. yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch that. I'm cool. I'm good on that. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, so I'm – I get it. You know, I think for anybody that can – really closely relate to something something like that no matter how fictional it is it's like yeah i'm not even why would i even invite that kind of shit into my head so why I, there's like a million other things that i watch i'm not missing out so i'm good i did hear the sequel's really good i, I haven't did, seen it yet. i've heard some people say like listen the sequel you'll be fine you it's yeah the sequel's actually pretty good I need to watch it. Yeah, so Honestly. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I might, I might do that. I might watch that. Have you? Oh, uh, yeah. We already talked about the fact that they're rebooting uh, Blair Witch into a series. Yeah. Of course, if Jed Shepard has anything to do with it, I'm excited about. I it. could get down. I could. Get I could get down with, down with that. that. Yeah, I could too. Blair was... Witch is just my favorite found footage of all time. So I'm like, I'm just so leery. The Blair Witch Project will forever because that movie. That movie just set me for life. You know what I mean? I was, I, I got to see it. I got to, you know, some of these really influential movies that really set me on a trajectory of being the longtime horror fan that I am was because I got to witness them when they happened. Like Scream, Blair Witch. Like I got to, I got to see these movies in the theater, like why they, why, while they were happening and it changed everything as a horror fan in that time there really wasn't there wasn't much you know I watched a lot of I grew up with a lot of the older stuff you know Nightmare and Jason and all and Child's Play and all that and it wasn't until like you know I'm in my teen years and it's like okay there's like no good there was well, a dress, you know though. young young but then all of a sudden it's like and nobody had done, there was no found footage, anything either at that time either. And well, I Cannibal mean, Holocaust is considered found it footage. It is, that's, that's true. But I, I, I don't. Snuff. I, I, I don't, snuff yeah. Film, I don't like consider fake, it found footage. A fake snuff film. That's yeah. what I always considered it. But marketing too. I mean, mm -hmm. oh my God. I was there, guys. I bought into it. I was a kid. Hook, line, and sinker. That shit was fucking real. It, the marketing was too good. It. It worked too well at the time that it happened because you had never seen anything like that ever. And it was so 
believable that it was real because you had never seen anything like that. There was no social media. Computers were still in their infancy. Internet was still in its infancy. Well, internet was in its infancy. You could make that believable mm -hmm. and they did i mean it was it, it, what what the what uh eduardo Ma eduardo and merrick uh, the, uh God, i forget his first name what they did at that time was lightning in a bottle perfect literal lightning in a bottle see i'm but jealous of you because you got to live through that and i'm jealous of danielle because she got to see paranormal activity in theaters. I can't remember another. Oh no, I'm I'm jealous. Because she did I, that whole like. I wish. Do you remember go. when they did that? Where you had to demand it? Oh, or whatever? Uh, yeah. Well, she got to because I would watch the trailers and I would go like, please, please. I mean, I was all the time <laughs> voting because I was like, what the thing? What is this and Danielle fucking says movie? To me, she said that was her favorite theater experience. Because that was another one of those. Thought it was real. The viral mm -hmm. campaign. It or in Pele, just I mean, they fucking they got you. Did it it right. was another one of those like lightning in the fucking bottle. It got you. It hook line and sinker. Everybody believed it. Got to fucking watch this. And Danielle said she's got like, honestly. I've it. never been more scared in my life than if, if watching. A Let movie. me tell you the three movies that have ever that have legit, at least for now that I can distinctly remember that have actually the moment I saw them scared the shit at him and i mean really really i so was you're talking scared. the mo like the the first time you the saw first time it. i ever saw it first time i ever saw it in that moment i was beyond fucking scared like couldn't sleep that night all the lights on scared out of my fucking mind blair witch project paranormal activity the first saw it's a great list scared out and well, Saul not only terrified but also deeply disturbed. Like I, I felt like I needed therapy. I, I felt like I needed therapy, a church, and like <laughs> everything after I saw Saul because I just after was so Saul? I was so disturbed. I was so like, what What did I just What did I just watch? And then the Blair Witch Project had me. I was like, okay, well, I'm never going in the woods again. I the local park right up here that's literally right next to a major road in the middle of a goddamn neighborhood. I didn't even want to go to that You're park like, anymore. Nope. I was I was like I don't want to be in any woods anywhere. Alex told me after she saw the first saw she was paranoid for a month that someone was in her closet or trying to get her. Oh it oh because that's one I don't like. Listen, that scene in the house is October yeah, built where somebody's video. Oh yeah, no. right now and in digging up tomorrow and any. Any scenes like VHS. that? Any scenes like that where it's like somebody's videotaping me when I'm sleeping or watching me? No, nope. that's worst nightmare. That's 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 no. Because let me wake up and see that I'm you're dead. Like it's 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 over. Like that's not. I yeah no I wouldn't even. Oh my god. So as far nightmare. as since we're bringing this up and actually one of the ones that truly terrified me leads into next week's episode. As far as movies that scared the shit out of me the first time I saw them, The Conjuring, ironically, now is my biggest comfort movie. Same. But the first time I saw it, I was in the fetal position in the theater. My hands were over my face. Like, I was fucking scared. Didn't sleep that night. And of course, I woke up at 3.06. I think it terrified me more <clears throat> later. 
because I became more familiar with the parents' story, mm-hmm. and then I was then I was more scared because I was like, "Yo, what this hat? Huh? <laughs> what? Huh? Right. What happened? Yeah, I yeah. Uh, the fourth kind. Oh boy. Okay. Because I thought it was real. I left that off the list. <laughs> I oh genuinely God, thought I it was real. Believe... Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I left that off the list. Yeah. I did too. I yeah. really thought it was real. And to be mm-hmm. honest, as far as the last one, it's movie I don't want to say the exorcist because the exorcist didn't really scare me. That was different. Yeah. That was a that whole was, different type of story. Scary. That yeah. It didn't really scare me. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of another movie that actually Annabelle Annabelle creation kind of freaked me okay, the fuck out listen. quite a bit actually. Again, now that's ironic because every one of the Conjuring films are my comfort movies now, except for the original Annabelle because fuck that movie and the Curse of La Llorona doesn't count. <laughs> but Terrible. Yeah, all of them, all, all of them are actually favorite. really comfort movies yep. to me. Um, Same. Everybody talks about how much they hate the Nun. I think The Nun isn't scary. It's very story-driven, and it's beautiful. Like, the atmosphere of The Nun is so There's probably only one real scene in The Nun that really terrifies me when when that bitch is coming down that goddamn hallway. And the lights are going off as she's coming. Nope. Not a fan. And it's like, why we gotta play that? And you went, oh. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> you hear that, and you know that bitch is coming, and you're like, you're like oh. what? You, you know what you do? Oh, Lord, she coming. <laughs> the Nun 2. You heard it's... I'm, I'm I so am, excited. I feel like I've been waiting 8,000 years we for have, this movie. And we I, have. I also love when they were like, oh, Bonnie Aarons. Okay, who the fuck else are they going to get to play? She is the nun. I'm sorry, were they discussing no, somebody else? Well, no, it's just like oh, you, okay. somebody, somebody I follow was like, oh, Bonnie Aarons is coming back to play the nun. And I'm like... The Baroness Baron von Trocken, may she always be Baron. I was so glad when you talked about Your face would look lovely on a postage stamp. I forgot she was. I was like, oh my god, that is her. Listen, when she went to Horror Hound, the one that I missed, that I'm really upset about that. But I would have went up to her and been like, I mean, you're cool. You're the nun. But also, can we talk about Princess Diaries? (laughs) Because it's probably so rare that she gets that too at horror conventions. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, yeah. You know, I would just walk obviously. up to her with a glass, and I'd be like, "To the Baron and Bar- to the Baroness Baron von Trocken, may you always be Baron." Or I'll just take her a postage <laughs> stamp and be like, "Your face would look lovely on this." <laughs> She would appreciate that. I'm sure, I'm sure she like, would. It has nothing to do with horror, so it's like oh, I get to talk about something else. Like, not that I don't love the nun, right? Other stuff, but I get to talk about something. Like, else. someone actually remembers me from this, from something <laughs> else besides. Yeah, but it was just one of those things where I was like, "That's not news." She is the like who the fuck? They literally can't get anybody else. It's it's her face. It is her. It's face. not even. It's makeup and contacts, but it's her face. There are no, as far as I know, there's a little bit of a prosthetic, I think, maybe on her nose. But otherwise, all of it's just Okay, makeup. I think probably just to elongate it more. Just to add yeah, more just of the effect to, yeah. of the, of the, of the face. But honestly, yeah, most yeah, of yeah. it is just makeup. Yeah. That's her face. Could makeup you? and really good lighting. 
Especially when she's looking de- looking like that. Oh, with oh the eyes God. look. No. <laughs> no. And the scenes, you know, the, the scenes where they shot in the, like, lower parts of that church or mm-hmm. whatever, where they're, the, uh, where Tessa is, uh, Baby Vera, is running through, and the nuns with, like, no faces, and she's, because the direct, remember the director saying he had a paranormal experience shooting that scene mm-hmm. in that castle, mm-hmm. where he saw something that wasn't there running around, and I was like, okay, see, no, I'm done, I'm, I'm out. But see, they've had every single... I want to go to old castles like that so bad. Like, big part of me does, but then another part of me is like, let me tell you right now, if I see that shit... Nope. I will never again, ever. (laughs) But I think, actually, in every single Conjuring universe movie they've made, they have had... Everybody's had some Somebody has had some type of... um, Especially on the original Conjuring, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure a couple things happened on the Conjuring 2 set. Um... I haven't. I don't remember hearing anything about the Conjuring three set. No, no. Uh, Annabelle. I Cri- think with Conjuring <clears throat> with the first one too. I think there was so much energy surrounding the fact that uh, with Lorraine still being alive and yeah, being, and being there, she was and, on set for the yeah. Movie. So well, she's got you know she's in the movie for that <clears throat> period. Right. Of, you know, she's in the audience. Um, I think Lorraine gave so much of her own energy to the production of that movie that I also think that that made it you know I'm sure there were spirits that didn't want that movie to be made so you know yeah because I feel like a lot of the reason why that movie was made just looking back on like how James Wan talked about it how Vera Farmiga talked about it and Lorraine herself Lorraine wanted people to know that that stuff is real and obviously demons are going to fight that because they don't want people to know how to fight them or that they're real. So attacks on set would make sense, would make very much sense, especially if Lorraine was there because they're like, we don't want, we don't want people to see this. And two, you know, I, it gives a lot of credit to James Wan. I I think that Lorraine ultimately wanted a legacy for her and Ed's name and what they did and all the help that they gave because they've been discredited up still to this day (laughs) even even as long as you know Ed's been dead in the few years that Lorraine's been gone they they still get dragged through the mud and discredited up up and down all the way around um and just called every name in the book and these movies were really a testament to their legacy. And I think a really lasting reminder that what Ed and Lorraine did for people was the greatest gift. They really helped so many people. And not, not to mention, I also think Lorraine wanted to make sure people know to people know, like we're evil is just as strong back when we were doing this as it is now it's getting stronger. You have to know what to look for. You have to know who to reach out to you have to know how to fight evil is real demons are real and it's just getting worse and you know even even though these movies were fictionalized there's still a very real story behind this and these type of things happen they affect people children families everything so i think it was a little bit of both like to make sure people knew that this is happening it's still happening it is getting worse and also to it, it ultimately for the Warren's legacy, 
you know, because they still have a daughter and and Tony, their their son-in-law and everything, like they're they they needed this was a testament to the legacy that they left behind and they deserved it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like them, but you know. We love them. We're all entitled to our opinion. So actually brings us into our next week's episode, which we had actually looked back. And we have not done an episode talking about the actual story of The Conjuring House, the farmhouse in Connecticut. We've talked about the movies. Yes. Quite a bit. Uh, We did talk a little bit about it when we had the Warren episode, when we actually talked about Ed and Lorraine. And their history and some of the cases they had. But we have not actually talked about the actual home. um, As a location. Paranormal. The parent family. Yeah how it affected them and how even to this day the conjuring house is still affecting people that visit um, so if you guys have to be go watch the uh documentary called sleepless unrest oh um honestly it's one of the best documentaries Remember i told I you about it ever i was fucking ter- that scared honestly it scared the fuck out of me terrifying. especially when they were out in the fucking woods whatever the fuck was whistling and no i don't know no yeah and you know what's funny, too? I was thoroughly terrified watching that entire thing. <clears throat> so, they go out in the woods, you guys. Please watch this documentary before next week. It is so fucking good. Again, it's called Sleepless Unrest. I have a Native American friend. She's actually the person who helped us with our Dear Woman episode. Um, Very grew up knowing everything. She Pretty much everything about Skinwalkers, uh, Wendigos, and stuff like that. And I had her listen to this whistle that they hear in the woods on the conjuring house or on the house's property. And she immediately said, fuck that shit. That's a skinwalker. Um, Cause she said, most of the time we were told to come in at night because if you heard whistling, it was either, it was most, most of the time it was a skinwalker. It does not surprise me. There's a skinwalker on that land um at that, all yeah the whole land like it's not just the house no it's the whole land yeah and they give you a little bit of history about wars that had happened in the area right. and stuff like that um it almost kind of reminded me too in the same vein as like bobby Mackey's. yeah it's not even so much that building it's the history of that land from the start that has been literally drenched in blood mm-hmm. and is just Roth with demonic activity and it's the exact same thing that's going on with the conjuring house and the land surrounding it it's just it's nothing but demonic energy over so you guys over, over just just so many so many so many years and it's, and yeah and it's not just in the house yeah. it's in the surrounding it's the whole excuse me the whole area sleepless unrest is incredible yep. and will scare the shit out of you scared the shit actually out of me. scared me too genuinely freaked yeah. me the hell out yeah and it's it's it's, it's so worth to watch especially it. my favorite part of the entire thing was when that guy got literally directed to the cemetery yeah the spirits led him to it like like that was absolutely insane to me like this documentary, I I need more like that. I need mm-hmm. more documentaries like that about other haunted locations, but not just show. You know, the shows are really great right. with the investigations, but like to give a full like a, it's more of a full form like the whole story plus the inve- investigation. 
how it affects the and they stayed there for like a week thing yeah yeah they slept there for like a week thing um no thank you oh my god no (laughs) one night and that's it like yeah that i i got to go i would never even go for one night there's a demon in that house i'm a oh yeah well yeah no no you're right i'm gonna pass you're right you're right i don't (laughs) even in the daylight i don't even know if i would want to I don't even want to go near yeah, the land. Right. I don't you're even right. want to. Nope. You're right. Yep. Nope. Because a friend of mine actually I don't need anything attaching me. me. Nope. And come, that's the biggest thing. And we've both experienced that. That's the biggest thing. I don't need anything attaching itself or its energy to me. No, and you. I bring it back into my home. Nope. And it not only affects me, it's affecting my family and everybody around me. Been there, done that. Don't need that experience again. So, nope. yeah. Because my friend was that. literally like, Hey, they're doing overnights at the Conjuring House. Yeah. We should go. And I said, absolutely yeah. not. I'm like, everything in my entire body is screaming at me not to go there. And I'm my like, there's a demon t- there. A few weeks ago, there was a shooting at Bobby Mackey's. Did you hear about that? My dad told me about it. Was there it. really? Yeah, my, dad had, my dad told me about that. Nope. And uh, I just told my dad, I said, Dad, I'm not surprised. And he's like, well, you know, it's a bar. People get drunk. I'm like, there is demonic activity. <laughs> that is the bar. Dad. It's it's got nothing to do with people being drunk and acting stupid. I mean, obviously that's always part of it, right? But I don't. It just it, I will never understand why people keep going there. You're just you you feed. You're feeding this demon. Mm-hmm. You're constantly feeding this demon all of that energy. And I told her, I yeah. said, to be honest with you, don't go. Especially with that place being a bar. As far as bar, Bobby Mackey goes, with it being mm-hmm. a bar, you're just yeah. But yeah, that con no. Well, she was talking about maybe going with her girlfriend, and I was like, please don't. The con go. Yeah, please. no. I'm like, I'm I'm being honest. I said I'm not. If it was and anywhere see, that's else, different. that like, place is being, you know, now now that it's being more and more and more heavily investigated, mm-hmm. it's just it's stirring. It's feeding it. It's, it's feeding. It's stirring it all back up again. Nope. It's not enough people separating spirits from demons, and if you no one is prepared at all. To go up against a demon unless you have clergy. There has to be some type of clergy. Yeah, you can't. Well, even at the end of the documentary, the people that went, they got attachments. Yeah. They had talked about. And see, that's how, why I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't. Nope. I'm going to pass on that. I'm good on that. I don't need all that in my life right no. now. <laughs> I don't need it ever. Nope. Please. Good. Not. I'm good on that. I'm great. Yeah. But guys, please watch that. Watch it. be Sleepless Unrest before we talk about it next week. We will go into a little bit about the parents' history, but we will pretty heavily be relying on Sleepless Unrest as far as the history of the home and the land as a whole, and then get into some of the paranormal experiences, not just from that movie, but also um, other people that have visited the home since, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, it's very, um, very good to watch. Ghost Adventures is even, yeah, they, yeah, they, they did an episode there. that was, that was a Halloween episode. Wasn't yeah. It, and they, they, did? they had the family there. Didn't That's they? What, yeah. Andrea was Andrea there. Andrea was there. Yeah. yeah Andrea the was there. Um, but yeah, we really want to set, like, talk about this place more as like, we talk about our other paranormal places where we really give you a history background right. of what's actually, it kind of makes it make more sense as to why it's haunted basically big time so yeah all right my dudes well of course you know we have all the socials at facebook instagram and twitter all at dfwto podcast handles is uh dfwt dfwto 8811 lord if you have any questions concerns or want to say hey please 
contact us at dfwto8493 gmail.com. And we are on all podcast major platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Please make sure to follow us and give us a rating so you always know when we have new episodes. Yes. I think we got it. Did I get everything? Yeah. I'm like, did I get everything? You know where to follow us. You know where to contact us. You know where to listen. You know all there of the go. things. You know the things. Oh, oh, we gotta watch merch. Tales from the Dock Dock Side. Dock Side. Tales from, from the, the Dock Side. side. <laughs> uh, also, um, our merch. Please buy our yes. merch. The buy sale. Merch. The sale has ended, but um, that doesn't mean there won't be another doesn't one. Doesn't mean there won't be another one. Doesn't mean our merch is still not available. So uh, make sure you um, click on the link in the bio of the um, Instagram. Link all of them. Right. All of them. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Tracebook. Tra okay. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I mean. Click on the link tree and then click podcast. Merch. Yeah. Tracebook, yeah. Tracebook. Pretty much. That sounds like a fucking. <laughs> pretty, pretty fitting. Stalking site. Pretty, but but it is. But so. that's what Facebook is. So, you know, it's fine. Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> when I really expose what Facebook is. Shit. All right, guys. Have a great week. And remember. Don't, Don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original.